0: A way to prove that I'm still alive Has the love I speak so loud Bibles, grab your Bibles real quickly, turn to 2 Peter chapter number 1 and then James chapter number 1, 2 Peter chapter number 1 and James chapter number 1, and they're good to be saved, all right, all right, who needs a lesson, who forgot to pick up a lesson, needs a lesson, they're running around with lessons I think, raise your hand real high and they'll make sure you get a lesson, Uh, uh, who's got them, there you go, Todd right there, Anybody else, make sure, right there, Todd, Holloway. the way, we'll get you another one. Anybody else need a lesson? Anybody else need a lesson? Raise your hand. All right, all right. Isn't it good to be saved again? We're going to talk, we're going to talk about a subject everybody's going to be thrilled about, uh, because usually... Usually, when uh, when we 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 discuss a topic in a subject here, uh, we usually have to live it out during the week. Have y'all noticed that? Uh, if we deal with forgiveness, then people do stupid stuff to us during the week. Amen. So you got to forgive them. And you know, you got to practice and all this kind. Of, well, this week is going to be on patience. Yeah. Uh, I was going to skip tonight and, and call in sick and let somebody else teach this so I wouldn't have to, but we can't do that, all right? We're going to learn some good stuff tonight. I'm serious, learn some good stuff. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You probably said that. Well, I'm not praying for patience because then tribulation worketh patience. Well, guess what? If God thinks you need it, you don't have to pray for it. you getting it. Amen so we need to figure out and know what to do when tribulation comes so we, we, we can get what we need. Amen? All right, 2 Peter, uh, if you are here for the very first time tonight, we're glad that you're here. We're excited that you're here. What we are doing, we're going through the Bible. We're just studying the Bible. We're just going through verse by verse, uh, chapter by chapter. We happen to be in 2 Peter, chapter number 1, uh, with the things that God has given us to add to our salvation experience. He says in verse number, uh, verse number 5, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. virtue. We learned that that was, uh, uh, that was excellence. We need to do everything to strive for excellence in our Christian walk. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue self explanatory. We know what that is. And to knowledge, Temporance. temperance, self control, discipline there. We thank God that He will help us with that. Now to temperance, we need to add faith. hey, 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 hey. hey. Hey, uh, patience, patience. Uh, that's something I, I think I think out of the whole list is probably the most needed, and maybe the most difficult to practice. Patience. Uh, <laughs> I'm really thrilled to get into this one. Amen. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Uh, and, and while we pray, Brother Dustin, can you get that video ready? Uh, Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings, your mercy. Thank you for all these people. Lord, there's a ton of people here tonight that's ready and eager to study and to, to learn some things. And, and God, I pray that we'll be just as eager when we leave as when we came. And Lord, I pray your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hi. Hi. Patience. Pass it on. A message from the Foundation for a Better Life that's not reality. If if that had been me and my father, I would not be here today. (laughs) Boy, that's patience, wasn't it? Uh, this is life. This is real life. Look in look in James chapter number one. We're, we're going to talk about patience tonight. Uh, how do we get patience? What it, what really is patience? I mean, if we're going to define it, describe it, uh, practice it in our life, we need to kind of know what it is. Uh, and so, while you're turning to James chapter number one as we study it, uh, I, I, I read I read about a. Uh, uh, a young a young boy who, who you know how little little four year olds are they, they're they inquisitive and they're on a trip and they always ask are we are we there yet well his mother got frustrated with him and said if you ask me that one more time I'm going to give you a whip and you will never forget so he was quiet for a few minutes and you know how they are they can't take it they can't help it so he, he just took it all he could take and, and blurted out said mom uh, am I still going to be four when we get there <laughs> amen um, <laughs> uh it's one way to ask the question amen uh there was a, a, a young mother in a grocery store and uh and you could- you could hear her going down the aisles with her little toddler and her little toddler wanted some cookies and she said no no you can't have any cookies so she started screaming and crying and she said it's okay missy you're only gonna be here just a little while don't don't worry missy we're only gonna be here just a little while and so they'd come up the next aisle and she'd see something else she'd want and she'd ask for it and 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 the mother would say no we can't we can't get that right now she'd pitch a fit again and and you'd hear it again missy just calm down it's okay just just be patient calm down we're only gonna be here for just a little while they pull into the register and go to pay for it you know how they got the candy bars right there. Well, she wanted a candy bar. Reached for the candy bar and said, no, no, you can't have that. Well, here goes another fit again and, and, and here the mother goes again. Missy, it's all right. Just calm down. Keep your cool. We're going to be in the parking lot in just a minute and, and everything's going to be all right. Well, the bag boy was watching all of this and as he, he helped her get her groceries to the car, he said, ma'am, I, I just got to tell you, you, you have been the most patient person with your daughter, Missy, I've ever seen in my life. She said, my daughter name's Francine my name's Missy can anybody can anybody relate to that right there Uh, (laughs) sometimes sometimes you just got to talk to yourself amen do you realize the annual cost the annual cost of people running red lights in the United States how many y'all have ever run a red light uh-huh, do you realize the cost of people running red lights in the United States is seven billion dollars a year? y'all with me Seven billion dollars a year for running red lights and And the crazy thing is the average amount of time saved by running a red light is fifty seconds. We are only saving. Fifty seconds, and it's costing us $7 billion a year. Impatience. we got to get what we want. we got to get it now. we got to get there. Impatience, 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 impatience. Now, to really understand why this is so important tonight, we, we've got to understand God's goal for us. God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for your life. God's goal for you is not just to get you into heaven. I think the last week, uh, last week and Sunday really helps us understand this, that God didn't just save us to get us to heaven. God's got something he, he's wanting to change us. He's wanting to develop us. He's wanting us to do something. And, and God's goal for us is maturity. Say that with me. God's goal for us is? Maturity. Say it again. Maturity. maturity. Here's, here's the deal. Here's a, here's a few verses. Hebrews 6, 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. In other words, I'm not going to go into all the details because i got so much other, other stuff we need to deal with tonight, but this verse is saying we don't need to get hung up in salvation and stay right there. You need to learn there's more to the Christian life than you getting saved and you trust in Christ and believe that he is the Savior. You need to go on to perfection. And the word perfection means completion. It means maturity, development. All right, here's another one, Matthew 5, 48. Be ye therefore perfect. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is is perfect. Now, we know that's not without mistakes, without flaws. That's not what that's saying. It means mature. It means complete. It means finished, okay? Ephesians 4, 11. This is one of the best. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, talking about the church, the giftings that God placed in the church for what? For the perfecting of the saints, the completing, the maturing, the developing of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till... You know, there's a destination till we've got, there's a a goal, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Say that with me, unto a, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, why do we read all that? The The word perfect and maturity and development and all that. God wants us to be mature. It would be a tragedy if our children remained little babies, wouldn't it? If they did not grow, if they did not develop, if they did not mature, we'd think there was something wrong. We would take them to a doctor. We would go to a specialist. We'd see what's the problem. We enjoy watching them mature, even though maturity brings dangers as well as delights. Many Christians shelter themselves from the trials of life, and as a result, they never grow up. Immature people are always what? Let me say it again, because I lost 75% of you right there. Immature people are always impatient. Mature people are patient and persistent. In, now, and, and this is what we're going to learn. This is in the intro, I'm going to kind of lay it out there for you, and then we're going to learn it as we go down through the lesson. Impatience and unbelief usually go together, just as faith and patience do. Be followers, Hebrews six twelve. be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. God wants to make us patient because that is the key to every other blessing. The little child who does not learn patience will not learn much of anything else. When the believer learns to wait on the Lord, then God can do great things for him. Abraham ran ahead of the Lord and married Hagar and brought great sorrow into his home. Moses ran ahead of God, murdered a man, and had to spend 40 years with a sheep to learn patience. Peter almost killed a man in his impatience in John chapter number 18. God wants to develop patience. God wants to develop maturity in his children. Now, several things we're going to learn. Basically, uh, uh, two main points, but several subs under that. First, let's look at this. Number one, the truths to understand there's some things about patience we need to understand if we're really going to get the goody out of this lesson we need to we need to understand some things look in 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 James chapter number one verse number two James chapter number one verse number two if you found your spot say amen my brethren count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations now uh, uh, divers is different temptations. is not, it's not as, as a temptation to sin. In other words, they're dangling something out there to try to get you to sin or try to get you. That's not what that word means. The word literally means putting to proof, uh, for example, as adversity or trials. In other words, when you go through a difficult time, when you go through that time in the doctor's office, you hear something that causes fear to come in your heart. When you go through that time with your children where something goes bad wrong and you don't know what to do, uh, when you go through that time that, that causes you to really have to believe God, maybe it's an economic thing, maybe it's a physical thing, maybe, maybe it's a mental thing, maybe it is a, a, an emotional thing, whatever that might be, you're going to go through a difficult time. The Bible says we'll, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. In this world, we will have tribulation. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So in these times, it said, count it all joy. Now, that's, that's easy preaching and hard living. In other words, have a good attitude about it. You ought to rejoice about it. You ought to be glad that you're having a hard term. Uh, so y'all feel the same way I do about that right there. Amen. Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. How? Knowing this, knowing this that the trying or the testing of your faith worketh what? Patience. Patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be, what's that word? There it is. There it is. Complete, mature, and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. All right, now let's take those few verses and talk about them tonight. Number one. The truths to understand. First, I want to give you this: a description of patience. A description of patience. Let's read these things to see if we got it or not. See how well we're doing on the on the patience uh, uh, scale or uh, uh, factor here. Number one, patience. Here's how we describe patience. Patience is self-restraint, which does not hastily retaliate against the wrong. When somebody does you wrong, when somebody uh, mistreats you, when somebody does something that you feel has has gone against you or 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 disrespected you, do you immediately have to get back? Do you you immediately feel the need to retaliate? Do you uh, immediately feel the need to get revenge? Do you have? Bless God, I'm. Y'all with me? Patience, patience throws. Patience throws some uh some uh, red in them lights. are y'all with me do we have to retaliate do we do we need revenge do we seek revenge all right number two patience is the ability to accept delay or disappointment graciously i think this is a biggie with me uh i'm not i'm not i'm not real good with delay i'm sure not good with disappointment how do we deal with those things How do we we deal, not necessarily necessarily when God says no, but when God says not right now? Sometimes a not right now is almost as devastating as a no. And we don't even realize, we don't even understand there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. There's been so many times in my life I've been praying, God, I I want this, or God, do this, or God, uh, whatever, and he's doing it. He's working behind the scenes feverishly, putting together what I'm praying for, but I don't see that, and I think he's just not doing anything. You see, the whole time I was in South Carolina praying for the will of God, praying for God to put me where he wanted me, praying and praying and and wondering what in the world God was doing. Why wasn't he doing anything? He was the whole time. He was over here in Alabama working feverishly, getting this place ready for me to get over here. But in the midst, I can't see that. And patience patience helps you understand that we we can accept delay or disappointment graciously. Number three, patience is the ability to keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. What does that mean? Do you get back up when you get knocked down? Or do we go and whine to everybody about it? Or do we get angry at God about it? How do we we respond when we run into an obstacle? How do we respond when we run into a barrier? How do we respond when we run into an issue in our life? Son, it's quiet in here, isn't it? By by the response and by how we're reading, it sounds like all of us need this lesson tonight, don't we? Look at number four. (laughs) Patience is a calm endurance based on the knowledge that God is in control man I'd love to be able to have a situation happening and and me able to just kick back and say hey, God's got this God's got this it's all good that's hard to do that's hard to do look here number five Patience is accepting a difficult situation without giving God a deadline to remove it. hmm How many of y'all want to go ahead and get with the lesson tonight? Boy, I need, I, I, I need all of these. I need, I need to get better at all of these. I, I need to trust God in, in these deals. So, so that's the description. Uh, that's what we need. We need self-restraint. And we don't need to hastily retaliate against a wrong. Uh, We need the ability to accept delay or disappointment graciously. We need to be able to keep pressing on. Uh, We need to be able to be calm and know God's in control. We need to be able to give God all the time he needs to do whatever he he sees fit to do. Uh, B. We see the development of patience. That's the description of patience. But let's look at the development of patience. How does... Our loving Heavenly Father develop patience in His children. How does He do it? Number one, we see the tool that's employed. If you're going to build something, you got to have a tool. you got to have a tool. He, ha- he, he uses things in our life to get in us or out of us what He wants in us or out of us. What is the tool that He used? Trials and tribulations. Look what it says. Look what it says. Knowing this... That the trying of your faith worketh patience. Worketh patience. What does God do? He uses difficulty to try your patience, to develop your patience. Now, here's the thing. Do y'all remember Abraham? Anybody remember Abraham? Abraham, <clears throat> Abraham. He's minding his own business. Well, let me give you that. Let me give you, let me give you number two, and, and, and then we'll talk about it. All right? First, the tool that's employed. Then number two, the target that's established. The target. We, what is the tool? Trials, hardships, hard times, difficulties, uh, things that make you cry. Are you all with me? Are we on the same page here? Uh, things that we don't want, things that we don't like, things that we don't even, we just, all we want to do is get out of. We want smooth sailing. We want it easy. We want it, you know, all these difficulties. This is the tool that God used. All right, now what is he working on? What is the target that the tool faces? Our faith. The trying of your, say it, the trying of your Faith. faith. Now, here's what we need to look. Abraham. Abraham is over here. He's got his, his thing going. He's got his family. He's got his, his, uh, his cattle, and he's got all this stuff going on. And God says, Here, I need you to do something. I need you to go to a land I'm going to show you up. And you know what Abraham does? No problem. He gets up, gathers everything together. Uh, uh, He gets all of his stuff, and he goes over here to this lane that God shows him up. I mean, he's in the will of God. He's obedient. I mean, he didn't hesitate whatsoever. He immediately did what God, I'm telling you, this guy, he is just living, walking faith. Here we go. Didn't ask questions. Didn't argue about it. He comes over here and does what God, and as soon as he gets into Canaan, as soon as he gets where God told him to go, I mean, immediately, guess what happened? A famine. A famine, a trial, a difficulty. Now, this word doesn't mean a whole lot to us because most of us don't know what it means to be hungry. We've, we've grown up in the United States and we throw away more food than most countries will probably consume. Uh, so really knowing what it feels like, and then some of y'all have, some of y'all have probably been through really difficult times, but for the majority of people in here, we don't understand hunger. And we don't understand how, how, how difficult and how serious a famine was where, where your, your, your children could die, your, your, your cattle could die. I mean, everything, this is a devastating thing. He's in the will of God, doing what God, he went to where God called him to go and as soon as he got there, a famine. Now why? Why? God is testing his faith. He said, Okay. You did the first thing I asked you. Let's see how you're going to do with this. In a difficult time arose, a trial came forth, a, 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 a hard situation came, and, and I know this shouldn't, we shouldn't say it like this, but I'm kind of tickled to know that Abraham failed the test because he went down into Egypt. Instead of trusting God, Instead of staying where God told him to stay and believe that even in the famine, God could take care of him, he went down to Egypt and failed the test. Now, I know y'all are a whole lot more spiritual than I am, but that just lets me know uh, I'm in some pretty good company. Amen? Because I've not passed every test that I've taken. I wish I could say i passed every faith test I've taken, but I hadn't. But we're going to face them. Why? Because God wants maturity. God wants development. Why does God want maturity? Because he knows we need patience. We need to know that he's in charge. We need to know that he's in control. And he will use difficult things to test us and to put us to proof. You remember what we said several weeks ago? Faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Where is your faith? How is your faith? What is the level of your faith? How strong is your faith? Well, the only way to, tr- well, only way to know those questions is to test it. How's it going to be? We see the tool. We see the target. He said, the trying of your faith worketh patience. The only way the Lord can develop patience and character in our lives is through trials. In, now watch. Endurance cannot be attained by reading a book, listening to a sermon, or even prayer. Uh, praying a prayer. We must go through the difficulties of life, trust God and obey him. The result will be patience and character. We know what trials will do in us and for us and we know that the end result will bring glory to God. Well, let me just illustrate this. I can read every book, I can read every book on getting in shape I want to and I won't lose 1 pound. I can watch every episode of The Biggest Loser and I will not lose 1 pound. I need to witness I can buy every piece of equipment there is to lose weight, and I will not lose one pound by doing that. Amen? Amen? So what's the point? You can come here, you can come here and hear me speak till I'm blue in the face. You can enjoy it, you can like it, you can read your Bible, you can read all about it, but until you operate in it, till you practice it, till you apply it to your life, you, it will not work. It will not work. We are not hearers of the word. We are doers, doers of the word. Amen. Uh, I, I, let's go on. Let's go on. I don't want to run out of time. I got to get all this in. Number two, number two. This is, this is, this is where the application part comes in. This is, now, now how, many, how many of us would agree? How many of us would agree? Uh, we could all use a little more of that description of patience in our life we all on the, on the same page here okay all right uh, number 2 uh, do we all agree and can we all see that 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 God will use hard difficult times to develop patience in our life can we all agree on that okay so when those th- when those, those things come we know okay God's up to something right right okay so what do we do all right what do we do when that happens what do we do when we go to the doctor what do we do when we hear from our kids and they gone crazy on us or what what do we do uh when when we hear this situation or that situation or that thing that's gonna what are we gonna do what do we do okay this is the second point and this is where the rubber meets the road and this is where we can really I'm I'm a real practical guy I mean I like lists I do just just tell me just tell me me step one uh, step two let's just let's you know this is where this is it this is this is where we can start applying it and using it you can do this stuff tomorrow all right here's 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 a write this down a i want you to see there is a past to acknowledge a past to acknowledge it says in romans 15 4 romans 15 4 for whatsoever things were written aforetime that's all this stuff in the bible whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning say that with me for our that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. James 5.10, I love this, I love this, I love this. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. Ye have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. What's the point? We have the opportunity. We have the privilege to be able to go into our Bible and go all the way back in the Old Testament, go all the way back to the book of Job, and we can start reading of the life of Job. We can read where Job was a righteous man. Job was a holy man. He was a godly man. He had sacrifices that he sacrificed. He would even sacrifice sacrifices for his children just in case they had sinned. I mean, he was a man of God. The devil is the accuser of the brethren, he is before God, and he he never brought up Job's name one time. God had to. How would you like to be so righteous that the devil won't even bring your name up? God. He said, have you considered my servant Job? God is so proud of Job. God, he he says, Have you considered Job? What do you think about old Job? And he said, Oh, and now the contest starts. Y'all know, y'all remember this story. He said, Well, 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 would he serve you for nothing? You've done blessed him. You've done give him all these things. You put a hedge about him. Would, would, would Job serve God for not? He said, Well, do whatever you need to do, but don't take his life. Don't take his life. And in one day, he lost his children. And one day, he lost his cattle. And one day, he lost his finances. And one day, he lost everything, everything he had. And he was one of the richest men in the East. He went through hell on earth. And in the midst of that story, Job couldn't see that. In the midst of that story, Job didn't know what was going on. In the midst of the story, he didn't know there was a conversation in heaven between Satan and God. He didn't know everything that was happening. He didn't know what was going on. On. but we have the privilege we have the honor to read that story and we can go from the first chapter to the last chapter and know that when it was all said and done God was in control and God gave twice as much back to Job what am I saying I don't care what your trial is I don't care what your difficulty is God is your father and he loves you with an everlasting love and he wants the best for your life and when it's all said and done he's going to bring you through this junk sale I don't care how hot it gets God's hand will never leave the thermostat he is in charge and he has a perfect record well I just don't you don't know what I'm going through I may not but I know what everybody else has I know what David went through I know what Job went through I know what Jeremiah went through. I know what Nehemiah went through. I know, are y'all with me? Yeah. He's got a pretty good record. But you know me tell you why we're wigging out? We don't know about it. Because the only time we pick up our Bibles is when we come to Wednesday night or come to Sunday morning. And God is saying, Look at all of I. Look what all I've done. Look at my track record. When you go. When you go into the surgeon's office and you sit down in the, in the chair in front of his big old desk don't you like seeing on the back wall all them diplomas? All the awards all of those things you don't like to see the first year in office <laughs> Amen Hey this ain't This ain't God's first rodeo. Look what, let me me read this verse again. Let me read this verse. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our... That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You know what David said when it comes to uh, uh, provision and all that kind of thing? He said, you know what? I'm old. And I've been young, but I'm old now. And you know, as much as I can recollect, I've never seen one of God's children begging bread. That's David. God's got a perfect track record. But what we have to do is we have to go read it. We have to go look it up. Because once we do, we can say, well, did he do that for David? David. And 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 and, and he, he did that for Moses and and when the children Israel were hungry he 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 gave them he gave them, uh, manna from heaven. I'm 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 talking about angels' food and bread from the bakery of glory. He let water come out of a rock in the middle of a wilderness and and quail knee deep. He he did all that. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? He loves you just as much. He's the same God. See, we we look at these stories like they're fairy tales, like they're just way back. He's the same God. Why would he do it for them and not do it for you? Anyway, anyway, y'all with me? Oh, mercy. Well, we could read of Moses and Joseph and just, they're so so much there that we need, we, we, we cannot neglect this. We can't, man, this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday and next Sunday, we're going we're to see how vital this book right here is to our Christian walk. And how vital it is to our security, how vital it is to our sanity. Our sanity. You see, there's, there's just some things we need to know. All right, all right. Pass to acknowledge. B. B, there's a purpose to accept there's a purpose to accept there's two real real important words in verse number four all right knowing we got to know God's up to something say that with me no 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 God's up to something what do you need to know all right when you get bad news when you get bad news the first response is not omg Alright. Okay? It, it needs to be what's God up to? What's God up to? I wonder what he's gonna do this time. I wonder, I wonder because see, at the end of Job, one of the coolest, one of the coolest things about the end of Job was, was when Job said, You know what? I've heard you. I've heard of you with my ears. When it was all said and done, he said, But boy, now I see you with my eyes. In other words, as holy and righteous and and, and close to God as he was, he did not see God like he saw God till it was after the trial. For instance, for instance, Mary and Martha, Mary and Martha, they saw Jesus as a healer, as a physician, as a doctor. So how do you know? Because when they got sick, they called for him. Come heal him. I know you can do it, man. Your friend—they appealed to his friendship. Come, your the one now. Love us is sick. Come, come heal him. Come, come. Hey, he's sick. Come do something. They saw him. They saw him in their knowledge of him and their relationship with him. He was a doctor to them. But God wanted them to see much more. So Jesus hesitated like he's done in many of our lives. When you prayed a prayer and you sent out a request to God and you needed God to move pronto and he hesitated because God knows you see him one way, but God wants you to see him another way. And when he got, man, I feel a little preacher right here. When he got, when he got into town, Martha came out to him because she's coming to the healer. She's coming to the physician. She's coming to the doctor and said, oh, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died because you're a doctor, and if you'd have been on time, he'd have never died because you could have healed him. You could have touched him. But he said, oh, he's going to be all right. And this is what she said. I love it. She said, said, I know he's going to be all right. He's going to live again in the resurrection. He said, that's exactly right, honey. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I am the resurrection. And y'all know what happened. Y'all know what happened. Went into the grave, called him forth. He comes out, and now they don't see him as the healer or the doctor. Now they see him as the resurrection. And whatever you're going through, it may be that God wants you to see him like you've never seen him. It may be that there needs to be a greater part of your faith that God wants you to see him not just as a doctor, not just as a physician, not just as a healer. God may want you to see him as even greater as the resurrection. So when that trial comes, your first response needs to say, hmm, what's he going to do now? I wonder what, how's he going to do this? When that bill shows up, but you don't know, what, you don't know how in the world he's going to do it. It happened to the disciples. Y'all Remember? He sent him fishing. He said, that first fish you catch, not the second one, not the third one. That first fish you catch, open his mouth. There'll be enough money to pay for that bill. That's right. Wonder how God's going to do it. The widow with the prophet in the Old Testament. Now, I don't even need to go into all these illustrations, but I got to. How, how's he going to do it? You got any pots? Yeah, I got some pots. We'll go borrow as many pots as you can. You start pouring that oil. And it, y'all know the story? I wonder how God's going to do it. I wonder what he's up to. Cause see, I've got a need now. I've got a problem now. I've got a trial now. I've got an issue now. I wonder what God wants me to see in him this time. I wonder what area or characteristic of God that he wants me to see. I wonder what God wants me to see he can do now. Because every time when I thought i seen He seen what all he could do, he just does something else. Amen? Hey, hey, acknowledge the past. Then a purpose, a purpose. Here, here, here's when we get in the nitty gritty. Here's when we get in the nitty gritty. Watch what it says. Two words. Verse four. Verse four. Two words. Say it again. Say it again. Watch this. Let's go back. Let's go back. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation, when you go through difficulties and you say, Well, I wonder what God's up to this time. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Okay, we know God's God's doing something. This is God's tool to to develop patience in me. But here's where where it comes in our lap. All right, the tool, the trial is in God's hand. Y'all with me? The trial, the difficulty, the tribulation is the tool in God's hand. Now, what do you do? If he brings you to the trial or through the trial, what is our responsibility in this deal? Look what the first two words are. Say it with me. We got to let God do his thing. For instance, man, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm wanting to get this. Um, God cannot build our character. Without our cooperation. our cooperation. If we resist him, then he... That means, that's, that's just a good old-fashioned term for a whooping. Yeah. How many of y'all have ever received one from the Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, he chastens us. If we submit to him, then he can accomplish his work. He is not satisfied with a halfway job. God wants a perfect work. Say that with me. God wants a perfect work. Say it again. God wants a perfect work. He wants a finished product that is mature and complete. God's goal for our lives is... Now watch, now watch. This is what we all got to get. This is what we all got to get. There are, there are levels of spirituality in here. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter. There are levels of spirituality in here. There's levels of of spiritual growth in here. There's some people that's barely saved, they just got saved, they're just babes in Christ, they don't know a whole lot, they know, they know a little bit, uh, but they're, they're, they're at a certain level, Then there's some that's at another level, and there's some that's at another level, and then there's some that's at a real high level, but they still got, they still got a ways to go. Paul said, i have not yet attained, you know, I'm striving, I'm not where I want to be, and he's probably a lot further than most of us, but he says, I'm still not where I want to be. And so we got all kind of different levels of spirituality and maturity in this place. And what, here's the misconception, here's the misconception, there are people that comes in this building and said, I'm okay where I'm at. You know, I'm not going to be like the preacher. I know I'm never going to be like him or I'm never going to be like uh, uh, sister so-and-so or I'm not going to ever be like brother so-and-so. You know, they're like way here or there, wherever they think that is. And I'm, I'm okay to be where I'm at. I'm going to just cruise right here and I'm going to just kind of slide in and slide out. And I'm not going to get real serious about this thing because I'm going to heaven. Everything's going to be all right. I got my ticket of glory. And, and, and you know, I'm just going to, you know, I don't want to get too serious about this Christian thing. There's only one problem with that. You're not in charge anymore. And and what happens in your life to get you where you're supposed to be is not determined by me. Or you. In other words, in other words... I don't go down the list and say, okay, where do you want to be at? You, how far? How deep do you want to go in this thing? And and okay, okay, you're just you're, you're satisfied with being a Wednesday night Christian and a Sunday morning Christian, and and yeah, you're not going to take your Bible, or you're not going to read your Bible, you're just going to come and kind of enjoy. And all right, that we got to get that out of our head, because God don't play that. We don't tell God what He's going to do with us anymore. We sign the papers. We're no longer owners. He will do what he wants, how he wants it, when he wants it, where he wants it. Amen. No wonder all this stuff is happening to me. Yep, that's, that could be so. I'm wondering why I've been going through all Listen, God is not satisfied with an imperfect product. He's not satisfied with a half-baked Christian He's not satisfied. Hey, watch this. This is real important. He's not satisfied even if you are. I'm really hurting a lot of feelings tonight, ain't I? I wish. No, I don't. No, I don't. (laughs) Sometimes I think it would be nice if we could just pick our level of maturity so we'd only have to go through a certain amount. And then, but, but we don't control that God does well I'm just not going to do well that's that's your call that's your call but it's going to be dangerous because God he, he's going to do whatever he, God's going to do whatever he has to do to get you where he wants you to be does that make sense now watch this watch this right here watch this right here God's goal for our life is maturity Many Christians shelter themselves from the trials of life, and as a result, they never grow up. Paul outlined three works that are involved in a, in a complete Christian life. First is the work God does for us. Say that with me, the work that God does, which is all right, God saves us. That's something he did for us. You couldn't save yourself, he did it for you. Are y'all with me? Now, then there's a second thing that takes place. God does a work in us. And that's where most of us are. That's where a lot of us are tonight. God is working in us. You're wondering why in the world things are going the way they are. Because there's some things that God has to work in us. And that word is called sanctification. I was going to get a chain and a lock. In the key where God saves us, he delivers us, he sets us free. Then I was going to get an apron and a, and a mop uh, uh, or a or, or bucket with a sponge. And, and this is sanctification. This is where God goes inside of us, cleaning us up and, 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 and maturing us and developing us and, 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 and investing in us, putting in us what he needs in us. Then I was going to put a tool belt on over here. And, and now God works through us. I, I, I haven't done anything in this place. It's God doing it through us. Temple, the people here at Temple haven't accomplished these great feats and all this stuff. It's God through temple. Amen. You don't ever do anything for God. God does it all through you. Amen. But God can't do anything through you till He does something in you. He couldn't, he couldn't use Peter till he got all the pride out. He couldn't, he couldn't use Moses till he did a work in him. Moses tried to step ahead, but he couldn't use him. Are y'all with me? And God's not going to use us till he gets through in us. And this is part of the trial experience. God is doing a work in us so he can do a work through us. Church, say amen. <laughs> this is good whether we're believing it or not. It's really going to help. God builds characters. Underline this. Underline this sentence. God builds character before he calls to service. I don't know why God won't use me, because you're probably immature. I don't know why God won't use me in such and such. Well, he's probably still working in you. Before, God had to do a lot of stuff to me before I got out here. He was working in me. And it may be, listen, God's not going to put you in a place that's dangerous to yourself. Now, I've seen people run ahead of God and say, I'm not waiting. I'm not patient. I'm going to just open my own doors. I've seen that. And every time they fell on their face because God knew they were not ready, but they didn't know they were not ready. And instead of allowing God to do the perfect work or patience to have, what's the verse say? Let patience have her perfect work. Give it time. Let God do what he wants to do. Let God do what he, you got to let it, you got to submit and allow it. And then God can use you after. Amen? Amen? Now watch. He must work in us before he can work through us. God spent 25 years working in Abraham before he could give him his promised son. God worked 13 years in Joseph's life. Put him in various tests before he could put him on the throne of Egypt. He spent 80 years preparing Moses for 40 years of service. Our Lord took three years training his disciples, building their character. But here's the key, here's the key. But God cannot work in us without our will. There must be a surrendered will. The mature person does not argue with God's will. Instead, he accepts it willingly and obeys it joyfully. Doing the will of God from the heart, if Listen, Ephesians 6, 6. If we try to go through trials without surrendered wills, we'll end up more like immature children than mature adults. Ask Jonah. So well, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I don't like... Well, Jonah, you know, God God got his attention. Swallowed by the fish. Fish spit him up. He runs all the way to Nineveh. God's going to kill all y'all. Nah. And goes up on the hill, waits for God to do it. Well, guess what? They repent. And he gets mad. I mean, you'd think being the preacher, he'd be tickled to death. But see, he did God's will, but he did it against his. Y'all hear what I said? He did God's will against his own will he was impatient with the wind and the sun and the gourd that God put over his head To, to, to sh- everything he was like a spoiled brat what, what am I saying I'm saying when you go through the trial you can do like this I'm going to deal with it I don't like it and we're not going to learn anything you are not going to get anything or we can say you know I don't know what the Lord's doing He's doing something. Lord, do what you got to do. But let. That's a surrendered will. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. Ain't nothing I'm saying tonight easy. But this is what it's going to take. But let. Say it with me. But Let. let. Okay, Lord. Do your thing. Do your thing. And you know, I don't have to know it to let him. That's why Proverbs 3 is so important. Trust in the Lord with all your, lean not on your own. Why? Because God's going to do several things you don't understand. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Amen? Now watch, now watch. I never put these things together till we were studying all this. I mean, I always took this one verse out of it and just used it all on its own as kind of like a prayer request. But watch what he says. Let patience have her perfect work. Let, 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 let it do what it needs to do. Let the trial do what it needs to do. Let God do what it needs to do because you need, you need this in your life. And in the very next verse, if any man lack, any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now, why would he say that? Okay, in the middle of my trial, in the middle of my trial, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my Bible and realize that God has got people through this before. That's A, a path to acknowledge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn this stuff. I'm going to see this stuff. Not just my Bible, but I'm going to read biographies of great Christians where God has brought through the trials and the tribulations in the valleys. Okay, then B, I'm in, in the midst of my trial. When, when this trial starts, and one of y'all may start one this week, by the way seriously and 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 we're gonna have to say okay lord i know you've done it before you can do it now second thing i'm gonna say okay god do do what you need to do do what you need to do i surrender but here's here's the here's the number one thing number one thing then then see there's a prayer to apply what do we pray in the midst of our trial what do we ask for in the midst of our trial. Here's what I normally do, and maybe you do too. Get me out of this! <laughs> How many of y'all couldn't associate with that prayer? Even this, this sounds a little more spiritual. This sounds a little, oh God, give me grace to put up with this. Yeah. That sounds more spiritual, don't it? Oh God, give me strength. You know, that, like that old gospel song? Lord, don't move that mountain, just give me strength to climb. That sounds real spiritual. But that's not, that's not what he said to ask for. He didn't say ask for grace. He didn't say ask for escape. He, he, didn't, he didn't say ask for mercy. He, he didn't say ask for... He said ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. You say, why would he say ask for wisdom? Because the trial is to teach us something. And if we don't learn what he's trying to teach us, we got to take the test again. How many of y'all have ever had to take the test again? and that person cuts you off in traffic. I'm never driving with staff members in the car with me no more. (laughs) And I appreciate you saying amen right there, Brother Buchanan. I'm going to allow them to drive, amen, so that I don't have to get right before Wednesday. You see, we're in the midst of the trial, and I need to say, God, teach me something. Now, in here, it's easy to preach this stuff, but see, sitting in that living room last night with that family who just lost somebody, it's not so easy to practice then. There's a funeral tomorrow that's going to be really, really, really difficult. And that's it's not so easy then. But I promise you, if we can get these three things down, knowing that, hey, gods he's experienced. This isn't his first rodeo. You're not his first student. He's been doing this a long time he knows what he's doing. And he knows you better than you know you. And when we would stop with the thermostat because we think we know what we can handle, he really knows what we can handle. So when we think we're dying and we can't make it, just remember this, if I'm still in it, I can make it because he knows it and he would stop it before it killed me because he loves me and I'm important to him and I'm way too valuable to him and so I need to ask for wisdom God what do I need to see what do I need to learn God give me wisdom Give me wisdom to know how to go through this trial in such a way that I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to be more Christ-like. I'm going to have a powerful testimony. God, what do I need to learn? And all God's people said, amen. amen. How are we looking on time? I know I'm over time on that. Two minutes? Let's stand. We're going to pray right where you're standing. We're going to pray. It'll take two minutes to get this altar. We're going to pray right where you're standing. We want to be be polite to all the children's workers. Amen. Uh, How many of y'all would agree with me and and, and say as a a prayer request for tonight, uh, God help us with all this stuff? Amen. Let's do this. Let's pray for each other. Let's let's bow our heads and, and, and let's pray for the one beside us. The Bible says that when Job prayed for his friends, when Job prayed for his friends, God turned the captivity of Job. God turned it all around. So here's what we're going to do tonight. You're going to pray for the one uh, beside you. You don't know them. You don't have to go tap and ask their name. God knows their name. But I want you in your mind right now. In your mind. Don't just sit there. Just sit there and let me pray and then you go home. You really seriously pray. If you want God to change your situation, pray for your neighbor right now. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for that one in the pew with you. Whoever. Uh, right here. Let's pray. Every head back. Lord, we're praying for each other right now. We're, we're as a church family. Uh, Father, we are as a... A, 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 a congregation of your people who, who have gone through trials or are in a trial right now or fixing to go through a trial. God, sometimes we don't understand why we have to go through it, but we do understand you love us and, and you know what you're doing. And, and you're not going to settle for a, a half-baked Christian. You, you're not going to settle for an immature Christian. You're going to keep working on us. You're going to keep dealing with us. You're going to keep putting things in our life. You're going to keep maturing us. You're going to keep developing us. Lord, to get us where you want us to be. God, please go with us. Please give us wisdom. Uh, give us direction. Give us uh, courage. Uh, uh, Lord, whatever we need, we, just give us wisdom to know how to respond. Give us wisdom to know what to say. Give us wisdom to know how to react. And God, whatever, Lord, just, just help us to trust you. Help us to believe you more than anything else in this world. Help us to put our confidence and our faith in you. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all God's people say it. Turn around, tell your neighbor, patience, please.